hello everyone welcome to the new episode of everyday talkies now before you jump on to listening to this episode wait take a breath smile get your regular dose of life changing entropy here on everyday talkies hello guys welcome to the new episode of everyday talkies today we are back again with a new episode of review corner and as the review corner tradition goes we have pushkar with us hey pushkar hello yeah so basically people now know that you have no other job rather than just watching movies and serials um i mean isn't that the point of this whole thing that's why you called me right because i i am a kind of a connoisseur of um, stuff <laughs> yeah connoisseur of stuff that's the right way to describe it but uh, do you want to introduce to our audience what we are reviewing today today we are reviewing because um, i told anshul what to review mm-hmm. uh, we are reviewing raya and the last dragon by walt disney studios motion pictures animated whatever yeah so uh, okay i saw this film back when it came out in okay i don't know when this episode will drop so when this film came out in march i watched it immediately and uh, it was almost two months ago now uh, i watched it and uh, i think as soon as i finished watching it i texted anshul dude we have to do a ryan the last dragon review and then anshul was like okay bro let's do it and now two months later he's like okay maine dekh liya let's do a review <laughs> Uh, well, you had a precondition, na, ki to wo movie dekh, uske you also wanted me to watch another movie. Talk a little about that. Like, um, okay, first, uh, first, let's start with our uh, usual thing. Like, read the IMDb logline first, then. So, Ryan, the uh, last dragon. Let me open up IMDb, and here we go. This is all gonna get edited <laughs> in a realm known as Kumandra, a reimagined Earth inhabited by an ancient civilization. A warrior named Raya is determined to find the last dragon. Wait, what? <laughs> that's it that's the log line okay that's like the first 2 minutes of the whole movie that's it see i told you na the, these people who write these log lines they never bother to uh, update it or edit it once the movie comes out and they've seen it's like they read the title and they're like ha huh, we'll write some log line and then they forget about it okay so go ahead with the initial impressions uh okay initial impressions two months later but okay <laughs> uh, i really love this film uh, obviously because i'm the one who decides what goes into review corner and <laughs> if i uh, asked you to review it then obviously i loved it see when i first heard about ryan the last dragon i was like okay disney's making another disney princess movie fine uh, i mean whenever whenever it comes out obviously i'll watch it but i had no real interest in it i hadn't seen any of the trailers or anything i had no idea what it was even about i was like okay fantasy maybe it's like a how to train your dragon thing or whatever uh, Uh, when it uh, just uh, dropped on disney plus i was like okay let, let's just check it out so i i had no idea about anything uh, going into it and as soon as i started watching it like i i realized what it was about i was like on board in the first 5 minutes you know uh, as soon as you start kind of see the way the whole thing is structured like the whole southeast asian vibe that it has as like i was immediately on board because i i kind of loved uh, you know anything to do with this kind of fantasy world but from a perspective that is not generally done in hollywood although if you watch old hollywood fantasy movies and everything they all always have to do with either you know jerusalem or the, the holy grail or you know whatever whatever other christian derived idea you want to talk about so you never really get these kinds of amazing mythology that we have like that we have uh, here on the eastern side of the world i don't know yeah anyway so i was on board in the first 5 minutes 10 minutes obviously but then uh, once there's once the inciting incident happens and you kind of fast forward 6 or 7 years or whatever uh that's when i was like really in love with this movie because it turned into a proper kind of a an action movie like a uh, not an action but like an adventure movie 
it was something that you don't really get to see a lot in mainstream um, in mainstream cinema anymore and um, yeah i was i was really ha- happy about it but we'll get more into it uh, let's first get your initial impressions you who has obviously watched it uh, more recently about like hours ago maybe <laughs> yes yes see it's uh, you have a commendable memory so that you remember movies even after two months of watching it i don't remember after like a day or good two. movies yeah okay yeah, good movies yes yeah i similarly i think uh, same as yours i really liked it all in all the concept was like initially same whenever i uh, see a word dragon i immediately bounce back again it's you know how to create a dragons you know humans and dragons live in the same world and something of that sort and all of that but uh, yeah this movie drives that yeah humans and uh, dragons live in the same world but it revolves on the central concept trust which is never really explored in the movies which i have seen at least uh, that was very nice and the way they uh, even structured the entire movie ki you know the different uh, towns and breaking it into five parts coming back together reuniting and all of that i really liked those portions while at it i thought that the movie was a bit fast paced for me i guess uh, in the terms that maybe i am too it's been long since i watched a movie maybe that's the reason but uh, after watching series when you see things getting dragged down and there are character developments which take time uh, and uh, when i recall this movie you see uh, you know people converting to good side or good and bad good and bad that side very quickly within split second i think uh, that was a bit off putting for me for a minor mistake but that's again me nitpicking but overall yeah great yeah, i have a feeling uh, these new marvel shows have ruined you <laughs> Uh, I get what you mean because um, like you're right uh, this movie is a little bit fast I think it needed maybe 20 minutes to half an hour more make it into like a proper epic fantasy adventure right now it's like a good two hour you know fast paced quick thing where you get from point A to point B to point C and like you start and you don't really ever stop yeah I mean you you are right about that it's it's a little bit fast paced and um, It, it could have used maybe 20 minutes more where uh, you had scenes where people you could see characters struggling with uh, which side they want to be on and maybe like dive a little more into like why a character would want to act in a certain way but it's like i get it you know they have to tell a story they have to tell a big ass story in two hours so i have to so they have to cut out a bit of it okay so before we jump into the whole character analysis and uh, going from scenes to scenes let's uh, talk this one because i wanted to do this quickly was how did you perceive the animation of this no first first i want to, what i want to ask you is as a precursor to this i told you to watch a uh, uh, a jpl movie right yes and uh, yeah so you really liked uh, naushika and so i want to ask you how did you feel about this movie in comparison with naushika because those they are like kind of similar in some ways uh and and like the, this movie has some obvious like it obviously draws from a lot of ghibli movies like naushika like um, princess mononoke for example which you should watch after this mm-hmm. uh but yeah what did you think okay so uh, when i told you to watch naushika that was uh, it was my first ghibli movie i i wanted to get into that series so yeah this was like a great entrant to it that movie without hesitation i can say it's one of the best animated movies i've ever seen i cannot realize that it was made in 1960s and 70s like i was shocked yeah, it's not it's 90s eh? no wait 84 84 yeah sorry sorry oh shit what oh, am it's 84 wow usually the thing is with me is that since i got into this whole game of watching series and movies a bit later and you have a more grounded taste i still tend to evaluate certain things by graphics and if it pleases me even for star trek watching original series it took me a long time to make it palatable for me right <laughs> i know <laughs> so uh, you know about that so even because that graphics don't even entice me at all but during this 
movie of two hours of Nausicaa. I did not even think about that. Like it was so beautifully made. I through and through enjoyed it. It was all about nature and um. Okay, wait. Save it. Save it for the save it for the Nausicaa review. But uh, how, yeah, what yeah. did you think? Management to like Raya. I don't know. Uh, well, this will go in the right way or the wrong way. But I found the Nausicaa way better. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I would agree with you. Like, Nausicaa is one of my favorite movies as well. So, yeah, but um, there are some obvious parallels. And when you talked about the animation, I think where Raya even exceeds, uh, say, Nausicaa is there are like two instances that I can think of. One is uh, whenever they show the food and the the kind of just the architecture and the food and the culture, like the way they've animated it, it looks absolutely like. Uh, stunning they've made a great job of um, properly recreating uh, a lot of southeast asian culture down to the last detail and the second thing that really stuck in my mind that really i was like i was absolutely blown away by is you know there there are scenes when where they where they are uh, traveling down a river right and uh, you have scenes of like rain and everything and uh, the way they animated the the weather during those scenes like with the sunlight with the clouds with the rain oh yes it yeah. it looks like some of the most realistic uh, depictions of um, tropical monsoon or rather more like the monsoons that we get here you know um, in in like the uh, kind of like the southeast Asian Middle uh, Middle Asian part like here here in India, the whole thing about like the topography, the the sky, the the way it gets lit after a rain. I see it these days because right now the weather is so weird. Like we have thirty uh, five degree heat uh, in the morning and then in the evening you have like eighteen degree rain. It's just it's so weird, but they got it uh, down so accurately. I was absolutely like that was you know uh, I was in heaven like just watching that. Like how can anybody like how have we created anime? so good that it it looks so realistic like how far we from it's it's amazing i can 100% agree with regards to the environment uh, raya nailed it but again i don't know whether you noticed it or not the last animation movie which recently i watched was soul all oh, right again pixar right. and owned by disney right yeah i don't know how this works I mean, yeah. one thing makes by pixar another by walt disney whatever it is okay but let's not get into that but world building everything like the nature to the point i loved it i was mesmerized at one scene you know the 6 years later scene when you first see the look of raya when that closer i thought okay this is real life this is not animation anymore and then you see the entire place and then it looks uh, it gets animated it was absolutely beautiful but when there were close up scenes of people talking especially raya and her father that uh, face expression or uh, you know the way it was it was animated it did not feel right it felt as if i mean yeah it is uh, it is a bit exaggerated right and i matlab there was an extra lip movement i don't know what i was, uh, what uh, felt of i don't know what was wrong but i think some is something is wrong which i've never felt you know when watching a pixar movie because it is very much similar right in that area where you have characters and all of that yeah maybe i mean uh, i did not think of it that much but yeah it is like i think uh, generally in animation uh, especially western animation it relies a lot on uh, exaggeration of facial expressions so it it might it can seem a bit weird sometimes but like like on the other hand like similarly uh, i mean if you look at some of the some of ghibli for example ghibli doesn't really do like exaggerated facial expressions right i mean you all obviously have like anime which is like on a whole different level mm-hmm. but i think animation generally always um, relies on that i mean i don't know i didn't really find a problem with it but yeah i mean i guess i can understand uh, how someone would yeah but it's a small thing you know it does not really take away from anything from the movie if you like really notice it because i was watching certain portion of it because i had to close up my laptop certain portion on my mobile and then i noticed it very clearly 
So maybe it's just that. Oh my God! Come on, actually, you're hurting me. I know. I'm so sorry, but uh, I, I had to commit some portion of it in mobile. That's why. That's when I felt that. But other than that, it was all uh, great, and I was enjoying it too. Uh, and I mean, to be fair, like there's like three monkeys and a baby who are like con <laughs> artists. So I mean, you kind of have to get exaggerated. At that point, you have left the world of uh, any sort of groundedness or seriousness in the movie. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. But okay, since you talked about them. You know, why don't we jump into the whole character scene? Uh, sure. I mean, let's start with let's just start with uh, Raya and Cici because they are like the two main characters of the movie. Uh, I think what I find most interesting is the like because um, initially when I heard you know Raya and the Last Dragon, I was I was I wasn't really interested because you know it's like I'm not really a big fan of dragon stories. Uh, aspect, like because when you think dragon traditionally you think of that those um, english myths kind of of like uh, uh, dragons or like you think of european versions of dragons or it's either those european uh, so harry potter kind of yeah those dragons or it's uh, it's like the chinese dragons which are like uh, uh. they have a specific look right but uh, what i found most interesting was this movie the the design of the dragon that they chose is based on not a dragon but uh, the mythological creature naga which you can you can guess what it is a snake yeah it's the whole it's the whole uh, i mean not to take credit but to take credit it's the you know uh, indian mythological character of the naga uh, which is basically the uh, sometimes depicted as like a serpent who is half serpent half human kind of a thing and he is he is he or she is supposed to be the uh, god of uh, like water uh, you know he's a water dwelling kind of a god okay. so it's a very uh, yeah it's a it, it it's a myth that uh, is uh, seeped very much in the in the foundation of a lot of a lot of hinduism i sort of did a deep dive in it and uh, what i found was the specifically sisu is based on the indonesian and javanese versions of uh, of these dragons you know of these nagas basically and they are always depicted as like a man with like snakes behind him which is the classic you know vishnu image so it it kind of uh, makes me wonder like if uh, you know when the whole story of vishnu traveled to southeast asia in a way it kind of got mistranslated into this whole uh, thing of naga where it's like a half human half serpent thing uh, maybe you know it's it's just something to uh, to think about but that's why i love this movie so much you know because it uh, accidentally or maybe intentionally drives upon these things because uh, drives upon these things things that will make you curious you know because there is there is a lot of history in southeast asia that is related to uh, india specifically you know because uh, during the 4th to 15th century there was a lot of migration between uh, you know indian hinduism and buddhism to southeast asia so uh, there are a lot of overlaps which uh, if you if you look into it you'll uh, see some of them you know and all that but yeah that was basically my whole uh, side quest into the whole uh, the dragon part of raya and the last dragon but let's let's talk about raya and sisu uh, what did you think uh, obviously they were the main characters and uh, i liked their chemistry a lot initially uh, when uh, they were, she was on the quest to find sisu and uh, she was in the last river i'm like okay now obviously the dragon will come up and i was in the whole impression that you know the serious dragon it collected like it basically played on the premise right that it's a dragon which uh, made sure that the, uh, life remains on earth and it will be a very wise uh, yeah it defeated all the evil and what not yeah but then at the end of the day when uh, cc comes in and it's like and the dialogues oh crazy it's set up in a world where uh, dragons and humans live in some obscure country but the language is you have dragon nerds you have a person who uh, is, is saying it out that you know this is guy in a project who does not do any work but still gets the same grade yeah. dialogues like this which are so um, 
like today's language i think they want to cater to it's, it's, it's very american i mean i mean uh, it's kind of what disney has always done because uh, like when the first moment sisu comes up and it's like aquafina's voice you hear like the whole um, it it kind of it's a very uh, deliberate uh, expectation subversion right because traditionally dra- dragons are ha- supposed to have this deep uh, you know big voice and like speak in a very grand old manner for the first 5 minutes or so it kind of uh, knocked me off because it was it seemed very much like um, they were rehashing the whole thing i don't know if you've seen mulan but there's a dragon in mulan called um, but he's played by uh, eddie murphy basically and so it's like uh, Eddie Murphy is like a very specific voice. He's a comedian, and he has a very specific voice. And so he he's voicing a dragon. So it kind of uh, I don't know. It's 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 a very weird thing. Uh, some people seem to like it. I I am not really a big fan of it anyway. But uh, yeah, so I I felt like they were doing that again. But after a while, when it kind of dies down a little, and you sort of get used to Sisu's personality, and you see who she is, uh, then it kind of becomes na- more natural. I think. and uh, i i got into the whole groove of it and i like that you know i like the whole aspect of sisu being like a very kind hearted almost to the point that she's naive kind of a dragon and so she's always very friendly and trusting so it, the voice and the demeanor kind of goes with it you know even in the worst case of scenarios even after being shown that trust is not what prevails in the movie world or even in the real world for that matter she tried and failed and again she tried and even towards the end she was with that idea that you know let's trust let's uh, go ahead with that idea i will not denounce it just because some people didn't trust me or didn't revert back that trust so i really liked that uh, playing on that role and it's a nice story arc for raya who has to who is basically um, initially she's a very like kind hearted soul but then she gets betrayed so now she doesn't really trust anyone and so it's it's a good arc for her to kind of relearn how to trust people how to have faith again uh it's it's yeah it's essentially about faith right because uh her faith is lost once like she's betrayed by her friend and everything uh, and it takes a literal dragon for her to restore her faith a dragon that is worshiped you know you know uh, what i was missing in this whole thing is towards the end okay guys if it's a spoiler i'm so sorry it is two months already please watch it and then listen to this uh towards the end when when they when they go to navari and cc is idea that you want to trust her and raya goes and explains the scenario and it gets that and then towards the end when namari betrays during that time okay two aspects first aspect is i wanted to see cc hold that fifth uh, stone and see what power it gave her because we never knew with every stone she was getting one special power with the first one there was a glow second one shift shifting third one was rain sorry fog and the fourth one was rain but fifth one we don't even know what happened so i wanted to oh wait we don't no we don't it was never told oh damn so i i, I was really looking forward to that one but that didn't pan out second thing is when cc died and the whole thing happened where they trusted each other and they got everyone back towards the last strong scene where raya goes and hugs cc i was expecting a sorry there come on it was raya's equal fault i think uh yes it like i i kind of agree with you yeah it was i that's the lesson right i guess okay this is from my perspective but i also get that why the dragon would not want to even think about that right because that's an ever trusting character right so whatever humans or people do and they have been living in a world where humans and people live and so and when you know there was distrust that was personified as you know this character has done okay why i just watched it in arc come on how can you forget character names this is pathetic what was that purple uh, thing i have no clue i just i just call it the evil thing from princess mononoke but because it's exactly just that like i barely remember it now the movie doesn't really have a great villain i mean it has this evil thing and then you have uh, namari who's like sort of a good character like sort of an interesting character but it's mostly just like uh, but i hated namari's mom though 
Uh, I mean, yeah, that's just an Asian parents thing, like. You know. <laughs> but apart from Raya and CC, what other characters did you find like really interesting? Uh, my favorite was obviously Tuk Tuk because <laughs> first of all, he's called Tuk Tuk. Second of all, he's an armadillo bug thing. I don't know. Uh, third of all, he's very small, which is cute, and then he's very big, which is also very. Cute. Dude, the best thing was like when uh, whenever Raya is, you know, uh, on on uh, Tuk Tuk's back, and you know, he's kind of rolling towards the thing. I just got like proper Indiana Jones vibes. So like. Uh, like an amazing fantasy adventure character thing that i could get behind you know and also i mean other than that i guess uh, i didn't really have big favorites i really liked raya i liked raya's sword which is amazing like i want a weapon oh, like yeah. that yeah it's just it's so cool yeah the, i guess the con baby is kind of interesting because it's it's something that i did not expect to see yeah, and yeah. Uh, they really just like go balls to the wall wall with it like the con baby that at one point is just bouncing like it's a, a rubber ball you know like yeah it was it was something interesting that i did not expect to see in uh, in this kind of a movie what about you i guess you covered most of them you know there's tuk tuk and there's the uh, those character but okay i need to give kudos to uh, the character who was from spine right that huge hulky character oh yeah the big mongolian type looking guy So you know, in the initial scene when the whole uh, world was getting introduced to us, you know they were portrayed as these big fight halki guys who who uh, feasted on fear and all of that. And when you finally meet that last person holding down the fort, and everyone in everyone he knows has been turned to stone. You know that's a sad feeling, and you're still holding on to the thing. There's the implication that it that it includes his uh, children as well because you see like a. quick shot of like a cradle and everything in his home i mean there are, there is some like darkness uh, lying around it because even the con baby is like her parents were um, her parents were taken by the evil whatever the uh, gas cloud thing and so she is being essentially uh, raised by uh, monkeys because i don't know like the humans could not bother with uh, uh, raising a like child i don't know whatever no but you know this also gave me uh, vibes of a uh, whole uh, marvel world now how because the, this is the uh, the entire thing now when thanos or basically uh, thanos snapped the fingers for 5 yeah, years yeah. half of the world was gone and when they came back it caused uh, you know another set of problems that is that ooh so like do you think during uh, ryan the last dragon 2 will be like uh... Commander Repatriation Council. See, that is where I want to make a distinction. And you have like flags, flag smashers again. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't even want to go it there because yeah, Avengers they can afford it. I don't know how because they have so much money and they can make stories out of anything. No worries. And it makes sense. Their logic, everything makes sense. Here also, I was believing. Yes, uh, people vanished and then they came back after six years. How are they going to manage? But then we have this nice scene that even dragons reappeared, right? And they are a symbol of trust. And when they reappeared, it was the entire nation stayed together and the feeling of Trust was removed. So I think that basically sums up to it. But yeah, I was getting those vibes because I've recently watched Falcon. So yeah, those things were just roaming around my mind. Yeah, and about that, I mean, it's it's an interesting thing that it's an interesting direction that they took. Like it's about because um, when you look, if you look at it, Kumandra is very much based on all the Southeast Asian countries, right? So you have like um, Thailand, Cambodia, uh, Laos, Vietnam, uh, Malaysia, Indonesia, uh, Philippines, Myanmar, if you want to count it. it's this whole idea of like 
the whole movie is traveling towards this thing of like kumandra should should reunite which is like basically a thing of like southeast asia um, i mean it kind of parallels this like so uh, there was this idea uh, during world war 2 by uh, like propounded by the japanese um, which was basically like to create a greater east asia co prosperity sphere which was like a collection of all the asian countries that would assemble their resources to create like how you have the european union you know you would had like a, you would have like a big um, asian circle of uh, countries that came together obviously i mean it was uh, suggested by the japanese during world war 2 so the actual plan was to basically create a japanese empire under which you you would have all these asian countries it was a whole messed up thing so i just find it interesting that that is the direction that they went in like you have all these different lands which are obviously supposed to have different cultures but then the movie tells you that maybe you know it's better if they stay the way that they always were which like the the way that they used to be under the dragons like one single land because the implication is that once the dragons went away in the uh, land of kumandra uh, you know kind of um, dissected into five different kingdoms that's when the five five kingdoms kind of developed their personalities like that's why they have names like head talon and whatever because the names came after they uh, yeah split and that's how their culture each of their cultures grew so how would you now kind of reintegrate all these cultures into one one kumandra basically and if you look at it from a real world perspective so it's the same thing with all these southeast asian countries now now there are obviously uh, similarities between all these thailand vietnam cambodia whatever and in turn those countries have similarities with india because there's a lot of um, indian culture that's being that has over the centuries you know uh, been transferred there and after that you've had like the french occupa- occupation you've had world war 2 you've had like the japanese coming in and op- occupying southeast southeast asia so all these layers that have been brought upon upon it like do you think is there a way to reintegrate all these uh, southeast asian countries uh, or is it even a good idea to reintegrate reintegrate all these countries into like one giant um, blob that it used to be back in the day when come on if you're thinking about the real life scenario it's impossible and it is not even right because i don't know what's right and what's wrong because ultimately i want to live in a one unified world all uh, kudos to star trek but then but that's separate right but we're talking about it from yeah. practical sense it doesn't make sense but again you're talk- talking in a fictional world where there is a fictional character which is making everyone basically changing people's personalities altogether right the dragon world where they exist it brings back trust right and when there is trust even if uh, all the kingdoms combine they can maintain their uh, you know distinction yeah so i get what you're saying but it's like um, also you can't just look at art in like just like it's just a fictional world it, it, like the filmmakers obviously made a deliberate choice whether it be motivated by financial reasons like they want to pander to like the asian community or whether to make a specific but they did make a choice of uh, Uh, taking southeast asia and maybe intentionally they you know stumbled onto this whole thing or oh, look at this lump of countries that are, that is separate but also kind of similar so let's just lump it all together so it kind of indicates like the, the way that they're going about it it indicates a certain idea right and uh, i'm just, i just think it's interesting to explore that idea because at the end of the day it's not a movie that's made by any sort of specific southeast asian culture or any specific southeast asian country it's at the end of the day it's an american american studio making a movie that is vaguely resembling a big chunk of people you know because it it again boils down to this thing of like the whole idea of like you know how in the west like people refer to a lot of um, eastern um, countries or eastern cultures are just like asian like 
ki which one was according to you the best scene of the entire movie now again it's a very difficult i don't know how to answer this but yeah we can talk about animation perspective or you can talk about the character perspective or story perspective up to you i think there are instances of animation which i think are brilliant so obviously the rain scene which i mentioned is one of my favorite the another one is when uh, sisu gets killed and um, raya then goes into like uh, goes to um, fight namari and you have this just like uh, hallway which is like just bathed in uh, sunset orange light you know and the animation like ah, one thing i forgot to mention is how well they've choreographed choreographed some of the fights oh like, yes um, yeah. normally when you have like uh, animated movies with action it's it's very um, the action is very like either broad or vague or just like you know uh, very cartoony in the sense that you punch someone and they go you know go hit a wall and become a pancake or whatever now the fights in this this one are very like deliberate they feel very real they feel like you know uh, actual moves that people are doing and maybe it's a deliberate choice since they're dealing with a lot of um, uh, you know southeast asian culture which is famous for you know making movies that have really like indonesia specifically has produced a lot of good uh, action movies and action stars you know you have like uh, eco ways and uh, those guys from john wick 3 who were also in the raid and you have like joe talson and all these people so i i like the fact that they went the extra mile to choreograph some really interesting fights those were like some of my favorite uh, scenes i guess you could say in the movie now when i think of it since you since you covered animation let me cover okay i'll do a mix so one thing i really liked is when um, cc uh, cc first came um, and uh, she was um, enjoying her whole dragon scene there was one portion when they were on the boat and she jumped into the water right yeah. and the entire water sequence yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, inside that and similarly when she gets the power of rain and she creates those steps flies uh, above the clouds that yeah that was that sequence. was uh... amazing so like the interpretation of using like because it's called raya the last dragon you have to justify that the dragon should be able to fly right so the whole idea of her stepping on uh, water molecules Ooh, yes. and using that as basically propulsion oh nice kind yeah. of simulate flying which uh-huh. is i thought i thought that was like a brilliant interpretation because she is after all a water dragon so it's like yeah water flying doesn't really go together but i think i i love how they interpreted it and you know brought it back into rain which is such an important part of um, i think um, any kind of uh, southeast asian culture because you know terrace farming and all that we grow mainly rice rice is like one of the rice needs a lot of rain and water so it's like one of the biggest uh, one of our biggest rain is like one of our biggest resources and yeah speaking of rain the food bro the way they animated the food in this movie i because uh, like southeast asian uh, or even korean if you want to go that far food it's so amazing like ghibli was Ghibli is the best studio at that anime that can animate food, and Raya by no means uh, surpasses it, but it comes close, you know, to like animated good animating good food. I really love that as well. Since I have no, not, I do not have much idea about the Korean or Japanese food. I'll refrain my commenting on it. Uh, one more thing in terms of the whole um, storyline and the whole uh, animation sequences, I liked uh, the portion where you mentioned right that they uh, go to fight uh, in the very last scene, but while they're fighting. the entire sequence of uh, these side characters 
saving people in the town and they getting the priority set post from a story perspective animation perspective and overall you know and when raya realizes that you know saying that symbol and then joining them yeah. and then uh, everyone joining so that was a very nice sequence altogether i really like that post obviously like i am talking about all this thing of like whether the whole southeast asian integration thing is right or not this these whole philosophical questions uh, it came later but in the moment when i was watching the movie i was in tears during that whole last climax thing because it, it's so beautifully done it's absolutely beautifully animated. animated uh, written act, not acted i guess but an uh, yeah designed i guess but a uh, kudos to everyone i think everyone in the uh, studio to do it and uh, disney as always uh, for making money speaking of making money uh, before we close this episode out that we will not get any money for uh, i want to like have like i want to try a fun thing where um, Obviously, Ryan the Last Dragon. It did not get a theatrical release. Um, I wish it had. I wanted to see it in a theater, but um, I'm guessing it has made enough of an impact that there will be a Raya and the Last Raya and the something Raya the second movie. Okay. Uh, so I I want a, a a pitch from you for what Raya two uh, will be about or should be about or can be about. Like something from your end, like your idea of Raya two. Oh, from me. Oh, damn. Okay, you're putting me on the spot, but fine. Okay, one thing which I probably missed earlier was, and which I think ties to this question is that this also gave me a lot of vibes from the Kung Fu and the Dragon, uh, Kung Fu Panda, the Kung Fu Panda storyline, right? Where um, uh, the uh, the whole thing is that uh, there is some you need somebody to say the word, and ultimately it falls under this goofy character who trains and then becomes and gains his powers and all of that, right? And when you see all the three parts, uh, it basically and ultimately it turns to dragon. So there's lots of linkages there, but whatever. leaving that aside i don't want this movie to go in that part where every new movie has a bigger villain right and you're just fighting that so let's say a uh, bad dragon comes into the mix and uh, now the dragons and humans are fighting together i don't want all of that Ooh, right because that's that would done. be interesting it's interesting but it's it's done and dusted i want to actually go into that i want to link into a previous discussion i want to see the avenger route where people uh, struggle to exist after 6 years of coming back and uh, Uh, see that uh, because it the movie is summed up very easily that if you have trust everything can be solved right but yeah. in in a practical world obviously okay this is not a practical movie but oh, so you want so you so you want basically uh, a star trek episode uh, with raya and the last dragon which is basically about uh, them trying to figure out how to uh, coexist now that all these people are back now that uh, they have decided to become like uh, you know the nation of kumandra again so you want like a story where they f- they are trying to um, uh, basically find out a way to exist as kumandra let's say, put it that as they made it a kumandra okay the last nice. thing but existence is important right and maybe yes, you know yes, since you there have... are dragons i don't know how the whole dragon because we didn't saw too much of them we know that they are good trustworthy creatures and everyone has their own thing but maybe uh, even they have come alive after 500 years but i don't know how will that pan out but i think the human portion is very interesting and given that you got this logic you know that the whole south asian culture where people have different cultures all together that has developed for 500 years and now it is been it's combined into one nation so how the dragon struggle to keep it all together also that is also a nice curvy way to take but i'm going more in the civil war lines no you're you're actually like you're actually like uh, very ambitious with this i mean disney is never going to do this because <laughs> this is like too much of a nuanced subject for them to make a children's movie about but yeah i really like this idea like it it would be interesting to see like a good uh, two hour movie that that can hold your attention that is just about uh, raya trying to basically uh, raya and her friends trying to basically make sure that uh, the whole kumandra um, reunification is going pro- properly or it's going the way it should or uh, how they can coexist or even if they can coexist 
or like what what solution or what compromise they can come to or like if there are easy answers if there are not any easy answers how how can the how the dragons come into uh, the whole picture yeah it would be interesting no because one common thing which you have seen across all the movies and everything is that when there is a bigger villain right uh, everyone unifies yeah and that's i think common for everything if you break it down to the basic level that comes to that only the unification is there when there is a bigger evil but i want to remove that no what you're coming at is like uh, everyone can uh, find common like uh, you know common things during time of war but it's yeah. it's what you do during time the time of peace that matters you know correct it's a good idea dude wow i hope they do that for real and you know when you say that disney won't touch it i'm actually a bit more hopeful and i'll tell you specifically why animated movies were a thing that it was for kids but after watching soul and i think a last couple of movies those are not just for kids anybody now can watch it and you know get something to learn or you know enjoy it through and through uh yeah my raya to pitch was going to be what you said like a bigger villain so uh commander basically is united and uh, then you know you just have the sea and you see a ship come by at the sea and that's when you find out that kumantra is not the whole world but just like a part of the whole world Ooh. and uh, you have something like the french what the french colonization happened you have people who are coming in uh, to supposedly trade with kumantra and then you know uh, it's like they bring with them uh, machines of war and what not technology this and that and uh, you know the basic whole story of colonizers and indigenous people but um, Uh, let's see what direction they head in i hope we get a raya a raya too because i want more of this world that they've created because it's it's a very interesting world it's a lot more interesting than some of the other like whatever uh, universes that because you see a lot of uh, fantasy that is related to like um, arthurian legends and vikings and this and that you don't really see a lot of um, southeast asian or east asian mythology and that is why we are also excited about sanchi we are yes we are excited about sanchi very much yeah and it also has aquafina who you know is uh, sisu oh the voice artist yeah well this episode has again beat our expectations and has lasted now what for an hour now of course it has we can never get everything done in 20 minutes can we <laughs> no uh, i don't know why and every time whenever we start with this episode we always plan that you know there's not much to talk about you know we'll be done in half an yeah. hour and it never is because pushkar has yeah. this amazing insights where he links it to i don't know god knows what and then i mean i just i i have thoughts i have ideas about these things and i try to read up about them as much as i can uh with raya especially it happened the other way because i was already reading about southeast asia because of the whole world war 2 aspect of it and so um, no but it's good right it's a different perspective yeah and i could still talk about the whole uh, subtext of raya for us because uh, of the whole thing of like evil and half like a lot of the people disappearing because that's what happened during world war 2 right because of the burma railway and because of the french invasion and then you know america and vietnam and this and like it's it's, it's endless you can like talk about it for us and i think uh, what Ra- movies like raya should do is like encourage people to seek out more information about these things read up more about these things and realize why stories about uh, certain groups certain kind of groups that are not maybe uh, within your reach such stories why they matter you know why they should be told till then i think uh, that is it for this episode if you guys want us to review something uh, send us send us a dragon with a scroll with a scroll on it send us nice southeast asian food and we'll review anything uh, just ping me i'll send you pushkar's address and then you can send whatever you want i would not as if you haven't given up my address already on all these podcasts don't worry kolhapur is a big big place Uh, bye and we'll catch you in the next one okay bye guys see you thank you for listening to this episode 
follow us on social media and do let us know if you want to be part of the next episode till then live long and prosper